The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. It has been brought to our attention that depending on the platform that you listen to, you can no longer hear some of our previous episodes. Some of our favorite episodes. Some of the ones where people would reach out and say, hey, listen, I can't believe that you talked to insert whatever name here. And honestly, it makes us a little sad that you can't go back in time and have a listen because the stories were really incredible. We reference a lot of times, oh, we had a chance to talk with so-and-so in the past. And if you can't go back, then it's kind of just, oh. So we wanted to bring some of those guests, some of those former guests back into the spotlight. We're going to call it like a, a rerun, I think. A Why Me Project rerun. Do you remember those? I do. Back in the day, or you used to throw the tape into the VCR and <laughs> oh, we're dating ourselves. We are, but uh, a rerun was the opportunity to rewatch one of your favorite episodes. Now everything's so accessible. Well, we thought it was. Yeah, exactly. So without further ado... Here's your Why Me Project rerun. Who is that? That's funny. I am actually from West Monroe, Louisiana. Probably haven't heard of it. I'm not even kidding. There are more chickens than humans. That is a fact. <laughs> and I am seriously like the... I don't know. I am. I managed to live a very normal lifestyle in a pretty chaotic world but I love my friends I love to write books because I love to do things more personal than just Instagram and just social media so this is really cool stuff like this is like awesome because they can actually see my heart instead of just seeing I don't know the outside world well I mean you've had a chance to do a lot of things and you're still so young you're 20 when did faith kind of start shaping who you were and it was more than just your parents I think whenever Dancing with the Stars happened um, because it was the first time that I had to go off and really be, not by myself because I had the support of my family, but really kind of, it was the first time that the spotlight was, was on me and not my whole family. And I feel like I could always kind of hide behind my family. I could always kind of hide behind my parents' faith or what my family stood for. And they were such amazing people that I would just, you know, always claim them and be like, oh, yeah, mom and dad said this, and that was awesome. But when I was on Dance of the Stars, I had to be the one that was in all the interviews and answer the questions. And it really challenged me because I needed to know what my answer was, and I needed to know what I was confident in. And that's really what drove, kind of began more of an in-depth relationship for with God for just myself personally. How difficult is it to have a faith and I mean all of a sudden now you're you're in the spotlight, you know, actresses and Hollywood and all that. Is there a lot of pressure? For me, I always thought that was a funny question because everybody says, is it hard to like be a Christian in Hollywood or is it hard to have a faith? And I I honestly think it would be 5 million times harder without a faith. I can't imagine doing that and not having faith. Um because for me, I think that it's like a totally opposite uh, way of going about it. Honestly, faith has been the only thing that has really been a constant thing in my life that has really been able to sustain me and keep me grounded and rooted. And so, um, honestly, like I said, I can't imagine going into that situation and not having something to hold on to. So as as you're going through the the TV show and it continues to get bigger and bigger and more success, how is it then you dealing with that, going to school and friends and all of that? Uh, it was definitely a challenge, and it was it was kind of one of those take it one day at a time. Um, because in high school, I guess my freshman year of high school is when Duck Dynasty started, and we started filming and everything. And then 
by junior year, I was on Days with the Stars, and Duck Dynasty was kind of a phenomenon. It was the biggest show on cable, and it was crazy. And so within two years of high school, going from literally being the most normal high school student ever, just playing basketball, <laughs> track, tennis, softball, you name it, um, just living life with my friends and just your typical freshman year, and then all of a sudden – now, and in, in still living in western Louisiana, your family is known all around the world, and now you're asked to be on his affairs. It was quite life-changing and definitely different. Um, but like I said, and just to go back to my faith, like that was the only thing that has always remained the same, and that was the only thing that kept any sense of like normal life. But it was definitely a challenge, and it came with a lot of different um, challenges and a lot of different angles. But my goodness, looking back now, it's like as crazy as it is, I can't really imagine it being any different because that was just life for us, you know? So you are just, you know, this regular girl growing up, and then all of a sudden, like you said, so much started to happen to you and your family in a very uh, public sort of way. And we've seen this time and time again of girls in that age kind of transitioning from girlhood to teenager to womanhood, and they kind of, you know, fall off the bandwagon of life a little bit. There's like that lost period. But you've been able to really stay on track and true to your faith. What is it? about the Bible, about God to you, you've been able to use that really as like uh, to create that foundation to stay solid. I'll be so honest with you. Um, this is one of those things that people may question and, and or may, may doubt, but the truth is, and I think that if you look at my life and you look at the statistics of everybody else um, that got into reality TV or whatever and then changed, they do go a little bit crazy and uh, kind of fall off a little bit. And so my answer to this, as maybe far out as it may seem to somebody, I think if you look at just like the way that my life is now, you can see that there is some truth to it. But about four years ago, in my why me phase, um, when God had really begun to open this door and Instagram was growing and fame was going crazy and I was all of a sudden in this position that so many other girls had been in, I remember I was so kind of afraid of it and upset by it and that was why I said why why me God you know I am not like that like I don't look like the other celebrity teenage girls I don't act like that I don't I don't like why like why are you putting me in this role um I don't want to be that you know and I remember so clearly for probably the one of the first times that I really felt like I could hear what God was saying to me and he said Sadie, that's not what I'm calling you to be. I'm not calling you to be another celebrity or famous person, but what I'm calling you to is to be a sister and a friend to those who don't have a sister and a friend. And that was such a convicting moment for me because when that was, like, in my heart for the next four years, I approached it not as a celebrity nor as a star or anything like that, but I approached it as this is an amazing opportunity to be a sister and a friend to somebody who may not have a sister and a friend, which really pushed me in the direction of encouragement and pushed me in the direction of writing books and doing blogs and doing all this stuff instead of just pursuing acting or to look the best or to have the best body or whatever it is. And so just with that depth and with that conviction, it kind of pushed me in that way. And I know people say, well, does God really speak and all that stuff? And I can I can attest to really hearing it in my heart. And I can also say, I think when you look at the lifestyle and the way that he's led me and where I am now and, and just keeping that normal life and that, um, I guess, kind of being grounded, there, something had to happen for me to feel that conviction. And so um, 
I don't know. That That's just kind of how it always has been for me is just that viewpoint of sister and a friend to a lot of people who don't who don't may not have had that before. I don't know if you and your family have had a chance to reflect on it, uh, but why do you think Duck Dynasty was such a huge success? I truthfully believe that it's kind of the same concept of what I just talked about. I think that for one of the first times in a long time, it was a TV show where it was a family just being a normal family, and it was not about drama. We didn't have to create drama. We literally just lived our life. We <laughs> laughed together. We prayed together. We solved problems together instead of adding conflict. We like Anytime there was conflict, they always ended together, and I think that um, just people seeing love was really positive and uplifting, and also a family was able to sit down together, whether they had their three-year-old with them or their 90-year-old grandma with them. They could all watch it together, and that's something that the world didn't have, and we've heard story after story after story of families being restored, marriages being restored, people uh, who had cancer, having their whole family watch together during their chemo treatments. We had so many things of just families coming together and also just stories of people seeing our family pray at the end of our meal every night and families begin to just try it out and begin to pray and that brought families together. And so I think that it was so much beyond a TV show. It was truthfully something that family could bond on, something that family could laugh at together. And so that's, I mean, truthfully, that I think that is why. It was something that was just actually pure fun, joy, and, like, family that America was really missing at the time. And it's been cool to see, even though there's still a lot of negative stuff on TV and a lot of um, crazy stuff, I think that Duck Dynasty really helped in pushing a lot more positivity. And we've seen a lot of shows after, since then, come up that have been, like, super awesome and family-friendly. So I think it really just started a movement and a chain reaction of positivity. You've touched on it a little bit, but I mean, I mean, there are some who enjoy the success and then as soon as the cameras are off, that's it. But you decided to do more, live original, live fearless. What was the purpose or idea behind your writing? You know, it's funny that you said that. I think people a lot of times do more like on screen, but like the challenge is to do everything really off screen in the private moments. And in those moments, I think those are the most personal. And then once they go public, it actually creates change. And so for me, writing the book Live Original and Live Fearless, it was like every other thing, like social media, TV, whatever it is, like it kind of like points to you. Like it's like they're coming to like my page or whatever. But when you write a book, like that's you really going to them. And so for me to write a book that's Live Fearless, if, if you will, because this one's coming out, this is something that's going to go into these people's homes, that they're going to read, that they're going to dive into, that they're going to write in, that they're going to journey through. And so, like, that is what I'm really passionate about, is actually doing something that is, like, for them and that for their, like, personal growth. And I mean them as in the people who follow me, friends, stuff like that. And so, um, to me, this is the kind of stuff that's important um, because it's something that I can really, like, give back and really invest and pour into all these people in a um, in a really cool personal way, but also in a in a pretty massive way because it does go out to a lot of stores. It's kind of like your journey of finding freedom from fear and anxiety for you. You know, being twenty, being in that cohort, do you find that fear and anxiety is a major issue that needs to be tackled? Oh, for sure. Fear and anxiety has skyrocketed in the past few years, just as far as statistics with the times that we live in. I think even in New York Times. Um, 
article a few weeks ago was talking about how 2017 was a year of anxiety. Because the truth is, there's a lot of scary things in the world. And now with news and news alerts and everything, we get it so fast. And we have all this information, uh, all these really scary things that are going on. And so for me, I hope that this book really has an impact on really really conquering that. Um, and the thing is, it's not going to conquer the world's problems and it's not going to stop the fear. But what I hope it does is it really gets into the hearts of the people and conquers the fear in their own personal life. Because what I used to think fearless meant is I used to think fearless would be like an absence of fear. But the truth is, like, there's never going to be an absence of fear. But being fearless is being in the face of fear and having peace in that moment and really having freedom through the peace that you have. And so I really hope that it's not going to conquer the world's problems, but it really is going to conquer so many battles that people are facing in their life. And I think through that, through reaching the personal battles, it really does conquer the big ones that, that we're faced. So I truthfully believe that even this book is going to have a big impact on that, and I hope that it does. I pray that it does. Um, but it's going to take people on a journey for sure. Do you feel like a role model to younger girls? I feel like the Lord has definitely set me up in that way, and I, I take that very responsible, and I don't throw that out lightly because I think that um, it's been really cool. One of my favorite things about it is I love the girls, and I love the fact that the Lord's positioned me in that, but I also love to see the parents and meet the moms and stuff um, because it's super hard for parents nowadays to like parent their kids because kids they're so quick to use the excuse that we live in like such different times or whatever and they can make excuses but for me to be 20 years old and to be pretty much in the same position that they all are in it's really awesome to be able to talk to somebody that's my age and because it really eliminates all excuses and just shows them that you can be 20 and you can actually like step up and live right and so for me I think Role model is a cool word, but also just like a friend that's speaking truth is another way to put it. And I um, I definitely don't take that lightly. I think it's really awesome. I also love the fact that not only do you write and you act, and but you're also really big into using your platform to help those who are less fortunate. So school supplies through Dayspring. Out of the various organizations that you're working with, what's what's one of your favorite ones? Good question. You know what? Seriously, that that's one of a really cool thing is the people that we've been able to work with. Um, we um, recently have been working with Help One Now, and that's just been really awesome because um, there are so many amazing organizations out in the world that are doing amazing things, and I literally could support all of them. <laughs> I love it. And missions is a big passion of mine, but Help One Now's model is just really awesome. Um, because they don't just do child sponsorship, they really invest in local leaders all around the world. And so through that, in the past few years, we've traveled to different places, and we've been able to invest in leaders in Africa and in Haiti and in Dominican Republic and Guatemala and all these different places. And so what's been cool, and in Peru, what's been cool is that uh, through my social media, I started this thing called One Squad, and the members of it are actually running it. And most of the members are 20 or under. And so it's literally... Um, this movement around the world of young people supporting um, leaders in different countries to make a difference in where they are. And so we've been able to start many schools and adopt many kids to local families. And so it's just been really cool to see such a global impact um, through Help One Now and partnering with them. That's that's one of my favorites. But seriously, everybody that we work with, we're very intentional about and uh, make sure everybody's doing doing good things in the world. At the age of 14, you got you put your life out there, and now you're talking social media and that, dealing with the positives or negatives of it. I think social 
social media right now, uh, it definitely can be a very negative thing, but also it can be an extremely positive thing. And the thing is, it's all up to you. And that's what's so funny about it. People complain about it, but you have the power. When you start an Instagram page, you are not following anybody <laughs> and you haven't posted anything. And so from that point on, you're responsible for everything you do. And so I think for me, I kind of woke up to that realization one day. I was on Twitter and I was like, gosh, this is so negative. And I was like, wait a second, these are all the people I'm following. And so I took the liberty one day to just unfollow anything that was negative and also took the liberty to not join that and start to only tweet things that are positive. And so when I did that, I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. Social media is so great and so positive because all of a sudden I'm not investing or pouring into or contributing to the negativity. And, like, that's what I always tell people. Like, it's literally one of the most, like, quoted quotes ever. It's like, to... Uh, to see the change, you have to be the change. Like, if you want to see positivity on social media, start being positive and don't follow or contribute or like or comment to the negative. It's kind of like a simple concept. When it comes to then people on social media, how do you react or what is the reaction from people who are saying, Sadie, listen, what you had said when you were on tour or what you had written or what one of your videos have done, it really changed my life. How do you react to something like that? That literally will send me to my knees. <laughs> that is, that's the best thing. And that's why I love social media is because you are able to connect and continue on um, this relationship, if you will, to the people that we meet and are able to impact. And that's what's so fun about the things that we do. They're not just little things that we throw out. They, they're things that can really change your life if you dive into it. And tour is especially one of those things. And so being on tour and just really seeing, I mean, hearts, change, lives change, people broke and healed, just amazing things happen. Then after getting on social media and seeing these long captions and these long posts and about how like for years they've struggled with this and then one night and they're free of it. It's just absolutely amazing. And those are um, definitely humbling moments and just moments that you're like, I always say like, I'm just so thankful, God, that I'm able to, like, see these good things because I understand the world can seem like a really overwhelmingly scary place or negative place, but to be able to see those things happen and to see those comments that just are so amazing, it really gives you hope to, like, keep going and keep pouring in because you actually see the difference that it makes. You have such a great outlook on life. I know a lot of that, and all of it probably has to do with your faith. When you look at just society in general, millennials get a bad rap, but you're not a millennial. You are an iGen, a Gen Z. How would you define your generation? That's a great question. You know, I it's so hard for me because I think that looking at a generation as a whole, it's just so hard. I hate to put us in a box or in a category. Um, because I think that we're people who, I, I truthfully believe this, and I'm not just saying this, I think that I live in a generation who wants to see good happen and who wants to do good things. It's just that they don't know quite how to or what to do because they feel like we're already, um, we already have this reputation or we already have this, I don't know, thing going for us. And so what I really hope to do in, in having a leadership in the generation is giving them, like equipping them on how to do it, what to do, actually giving them tangible things to do. And so I truthfully, we have a generation of world changers. I, I really believe that. I just think that it's a matter of them knowing how to start that. Because right now, it's like there's so many opportunities. It's like, and there's also just like, even with social media, it's like once people come to the conclusion that their social media is an opportunity to 
to literally be an impact on the world. And once people start using it as that, gosh, we are going to have an amazing generation. It's just taking us like waking up to that fact, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. It's great because you are at the very beginning of the Gen Z and my daughters will be hopefully Gen Z. So it's nice to see out of the gate some real world changers and game changers coming into the light. That's awesome. Yes, it it is exciting. I'm like truthfully really excited for our generation because I see like a lot of hope. I don't know if y'all know what passion is, but passion is like a conference that all like college kids go to. And I just came from that. And there's like 40,000 kids there. And it was just like super awesome to be around like all those people my age, like just like so positive and just like so worship filled and like awesome people. And I was like, you know what? No, people will give us a bad rep, but this is going to be good. This is going to be good. So for someone like you, you're pouring into other people via the book, via, via whatever avenue you can. How does Sadie recharge? You know what? I think for me, it is just being surrounded by an amazing group of friends that are so fun, but also so passionate. Um, a lot of my friends, we all work together, but it's also just like um, super cool that, I don't know, we work together, but we also have like a lot of fun. So even in the work, we're also passionate about what we do. That it, It's fun. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. It's just like, it's just fun. I also think we're all like young, so we probably have like a lot of energy because of that, and we love coffee. But I, <laughs> I do think that it's just having a great group of friends to surround yourself with. That, that's what does it for me and really helps me a lot. Hey, I'm old and I love coffee, so it's all good. <laughs> you're not that old. I mean, you're old, hey. but you're not that old. <laughs> old enough. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. <laughs> How is the transition moving from middle of nowhere, Louisiana, to Nashville? Oh, yeah, it was a little different. But the good thing is I had a little um, I had a little trial run whenever I had to go to L.A. for Dance with the Stars. That was the culture shock. After I got rid of uh, that initial, uh, like, I guess, shock of a big city, I think I was a little more used to it, um, which is nice, but... I definitely, I love Nashville, but I do like to go home to Louisiana if I ever need just a little peaceful moment because it's, I don't know, there's nothing like being in the woods of Louisiana. It's so beautiful, but it's also fun to be in Nashville where things are actually happening. (laughs) Do you get time to uh, talk with your parents, talk with your family as much? Oh, yeah. My mom and I FaceTime probably every day and my sister. And uh, we are a really close family. So even though we live far away, we are like, um, super close, and I'm really thankful for that because I could not do it without them. They're awesome. Yeah, family's so key, and it's great that you you have that foundation, and a lot of kids don't have that. But as you're kind of reflecting on your life, what has been one of the highlights for you? There has been, like, some crazy stuff that has happened over the past few years. I think probably the highlight, honestly, I know this sounds funny because it just happened, but um, I told you I was at Passion, and I was able to... Um, speak at Passion this year and be interviewed by uh, Shelly Giglio, who is married to Louie Giglio, their pastors in Georgia. And for me, it was just super cool because I always thought it would be cool to be a speaker and, like, be cool to have this, like, opportunity. But whenever, like, I don't know, I didn't actually think it was, like, ever going like, to happen, or especially like this, or when it happened, I thought uh, maybe when I'm, like, 30-something or 40, I don't know, you know, maybe. But just, like, I don't know, just the fact that God is so kind and, like, He has, like, heard all my prayers and, like, made a way for this to happen at my age. I think, like, I, that, that was a highlight, but it was really just, I think it was, a, like, 
enlightenment of like, whoa, like it actually happened. Like I'm actually here and I've been speaking all year and this is just crazy. And that was one of the moments that I was like really just like taken back by like everything that's kind of gone on in the past four years and uh, where I'm at now. I don't know. It's just really, really cool. One of the things, Sadie, that we like to focus on is those why me moments, uh, highs or lows where you look to God and you're saying, why me? Is there maybe one that you could think of? One of those things, I don't know um, if this makes sense, but it was kind of just like all the things that I felt like the Lord was asking me to step into, I was so unqualified for or like I didn't understand and because I couldn't understand it or fully grasp it or think I was qualified for it it just didn't make sense um but what's something super cool I've kind of been like soaking on lately is that like in the bible so many times like God never actually called the qualified people he literally called the people who were just willing to say yes and there's a word that's actually used quite often in the bible and it talks about being wholehearted and one of the synonyms for wholehearted means unqualified, which I always just love. And so finally when I got to the point of like, listen, God is not asking me to do something because I'm qualified, but he needs me to just totally, absolutely be all in and say yes and do it with passion. Kind of changed everything for me. So thank the Lord I'm over my why me stage in life, but um, that was definitely quite the battle. Finally, what's next? What, what do you, uh, movies, more writing, more speaking, what do you got going on? Right now, um, so Live Original is the, I guess, brand that started our ministry. I don't know what, what you want to call it. Uh, but we are really investing in that. And so I wrote Live Fearless, which has to do with Live Original. We have a blog going right now that is in over 195 countries. So that's crazy that we're writing to three days a week, which is awesome. And we also have the Live Original Tour, which will be going to 20 cities this year instead of 16. And so just a lot of the ministry side of things. Um, also doing conferences, so it's just been really fun. And we also have this new project that's coming out next month that we haven't announced yet, but we're getting people pretty excited on social media. So excited to finally announce that. I've been working on it for like two years, so it's kind of crazy it's here. But, yeah, just a lot of more personal things, writing and speaking and stuff like that. And if acting comes along or anything else, that's great. But right now I'm kind of investing in, in Live Original and what that looks like. At Sadie Rob on Twitter, legit Sadie Rob on Instagram, and at Sadie Robertson on the YouTube. Sadie, we appreciate you taking a minute to uh, speak with us, and uh, we can't wait to meet up with you sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you so much. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to an old episode, a past guest of our Why Me Project rerun. Something that we're starting now because there were so many episodes that we really did love. And they've kind of disappeared from the digital world. And speaking of digital world, I did a little recon. There are at least nine different platforms in which you can listen to the Why Me Project podcast. Okay. So there's no excuses. But, I mean, some of the main ones like Apple Podcast and or Spotify. And you could always head to our social media accounts to stay up to date as each and every Wednesday we have a brand new episode for Why Me Project. And you can also let us know if there's someone that you would like to hear on a future episode. At Why Me Project on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Project at Outlook.com. And of course, as always, FaithStrongToday.com. Yeah.